Hey, Katie. Hey, Katie. Hey, guys. What's up? I have a really funny story to tell you. Tell us. I think you'll appreciate this. I was like getting set up for the show tonight, and I always keep a notepad by me in case you guys say something and I want to remind myself to comment, you know, like people in debates, like smart people. (laughs) And so I grabbed my notepad, and apparently I wrote down like all these really deep thoughts while I was high on Friday night. They were super deep thoughts like real important that you needed to write on a notebook yeah like I was so high that I felt like it would be a travesty if I didn't (laughs) preserve these thoughts okay what are they okay so (laughs) I'm so sorry (laughs) the first thought this is word for word is when you shake after you take a sip of hard liquor you are preventing the hairs from growing on your chest. <laughs> hashtag fact. Oh my God. Katie, no. You did not do hashtag fact. <laughs> I did. She wrote out hashtag she wrote fact. Out. That's good. That's a good one. What else? <laughs> and then I also wrote this. And now, you guys ever watch the Power Rangers when you were little? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, you know how they like all convene in that mountain place and talk to their lord guy who i can't who's their leader i don't fucking know who their leader is who cares i just like the pink ranger kimberly was <laughs> we hot. all did yeah. anyways imagine this when i read this to you it says man and woman put on earth men given strength and women smarts but the key is to be a balance of both for either can be a downfall those who find that balance and then nothing else. Oh my god. <laughs> Katie, why? So, so is I like the overlord, like sending people down to Earth to figure that shit out? Or was this just supposed to be like God creation story? I don't know. I don't know, Katie. Do you turn into God when you get high? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, this is Typical Amateurs. Welcome to the show. And she's single, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> You're listening to Typical Amateurs. Every week we'll discuss what's trending in our lives, the world, and lesbian culture. You won't ever hear anyone famous on our show. Or hear from any experts. But maybe we will be one day? Oh, oh, oh! (laughs) Nah. We keep reading articles about lesbian stuff and we'll know something. (laughs) I'm Alex. I'm Katie. And I'm Lauren. Lauren and I are broadcasting out of St. Augustine, Florida, and Katie is remoting in from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to episode 11. So the ninth annual Shorty Awards happened on Sunday night, and... A lot of our favorite lesbians and LGBTQ celebrities were there. Um, Just a quick rundown of some of the winners that we care about. Uh, (laughs) Kyle Krieger wins Lifestyle from Creative and Media of the Year. We all know Kyle Krieger. He is the fabulous gay brother of Allie Krieger, our favorite player on the NWSL and on our Orlando Pride soccer team. Congrats. Footnote, favorite player besides Megan Rapinoe. Yeah, she's my favorite, so I'm going to say it. (laughs) But Kyle Krieger is one of my favorite people, and he just moved to L.A. again. Yeah, he was in New York for a little bit. I love watching his videos and his photos. great. They're so creative. Yeah, yeah. 
He's great. <laughs> we'll post a link to him later. Okay. Best uh, YouTube musician of the year goes to Dodie Clark. She's a cute little English YouTuber, singer, songwriter, and she actually wrote this awesome um, song. It's called Sick of Losing Soulmates, and watch that video because there's lady lovins in that video. I mean, it's kind of depressing, but watch it. <laughs> so she won uh, Best YouTube Musician. We've also got the winner of the LGBTQ plus YouTube channel goes to Shannon Beveridge. No surprise there, I don't think. Adorable. So cute. That girl is so cute. And she's dating who? Fletcher. That's right. Fletcher. Music artist. They're very cute together. We love lesbians. Okay. <laughs> and just another fun one. So these are campaign awards. So the best integrated campaign goes to HBO's uh, show, uh, Lauren's favorite show. So why don't you introduce it? Wildwood? Yes. yes. Oh, is that the for real Evan, thing? Evan Rachel Wildwood stars in the show. <laughs> Westwood. Lauren still doesn't fucking know the I name. I don't of know the-, the fucking title of this show oh. because I got so fucked up from you guys. Okay. <laughs> Did you really? You really don't know? Guess, guess, guess. Wildwood. That's a place Westwood. in New Jersey. West World. Yeah. Yay, buddy. We're so proud of you. That was like very authentic. We did not plan that. <laughs> Lauren really doesn't know the name. All right. So anyway, the Shorty Awards happened and I was following it because I'm a big fan of Gabby Dunn and I follow her on Instagram and all the things. She's uh, What did she win? She didn't win anything. It's fine because she's cute. <laughs> yeah, she's super cute. I like her photos. She's also on Just Between Us with her best friend, Allison Raskin. Awesome YouTube channel. Check that out. Uh, she's got her own podcast, Bad With Money with Gabby Dunn. Super informative. We like that show a lot. And she's also a writer, and she does a lot of great things. Plus, she's bisexual and polyamorous. So there, she's got that, too. And uh, Ari Fitz was there. I like her. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's such a badass. She appears in everybody's YouTube channel, I think. Just looking cool as hell. I don't know. Lauren knows more about her. Um, she's this androgynous fashion model and she makes these beautiful videos on YouTube. She has her own YouTube channels called Tomboyish. And that one is for mainly all of her fashion stuff where she gives like fashion tips and also has like really cool videos of just, it could be just like conversations with her friends, but she makes it in such a beautiful way. It's awesome. Um, but she also has a personal vlog just called Ari Fitz where she does like hangs out with her friends and talks about lesbian stuff (laughs) she's cool and follow her on instagram yeah all right she's she's one of our faves of our lesbian youtubers slash social media people that we follow um you were talking about her androgynous style though so like i know you you look at instagram all the time for fashion tips lauren so what's going on you got inspiration from ari fitz or like who else well ari fitz actually has an instagram called the dot tomboyish and she runs it And she adds photos of all these androgynous models or just like regular people and she'll tag them and then you can go to their page and then like look at all the brands that they wear or their styles. What do you have to say about androgynous fashion, Katie? I know you're not being quiet over there. So I am 100% into androgynous fashion. I've already mentioned a jillion times that I shop both sides of the store and I think that being a lesbian is super cool and that we do get to do that. And I think it's definitely a confidence thing, but also like it's just super fun. Yeah, I agree. It's Did fun to like sense? not like conform to one gender with your fashion. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous that just because 
a black sweater that fits you perfectly is under the sign that says men's means that like half the population is too afraid to go over there and try that on right right i get that like men's jeans don't really fit me that well because i have hips so i can birth children for all the men (laughs) but there's no reason why you can't just go try something on like i was reading the other day some tomboy like fashionista i guess you can say was saying like if the women's pair don't fit you perfectly go try on the men's pair but just try everything on that should be everybody's motto anyway Yeah, totally. Fashion should be fun. I mean, like when you go shopping for clothes, it shouldn't be just to clothe your body, just to cover up. It should be fun and it should be an expression of who you are and how you feel about yourself. Alex, what do you feel about fashion? Okay, the way I feel about fashion is that I don't, obviously I dress so that other people will look at me and be like, damn, that girl looks good. But at the same time, I also want to roll out of bed and just wear something that's comfy. So the way I feel about fashion is like, What makes me happy the most is being lazy. Yeah, is being lazy and comfortable and also so that I'll get some some looks. So I'm somewhere in between. So I think androgynous fashion is perfect for me. Yeah, it kind of is the best of both worlds. Yeah. Or woods. Um, (laughs) Best of both woods. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I don't know if you guys are taller than me, so you probably don't have as much of an issue. But like, I find... Like with an androgynous style that I have that I get confused for like a much younger person uh, way more often than I would like to. Hmm. Yeah. Like I had to stop wearing a backpack to work because everybody would ask me like what school I go to. Oh no. And I was like, I go to my job. The other day at work, I was walking by one of my coworkers' offices and my coworker dresses impeccably like she will go buy like these amazing clothes and she would like never roll in and just like a ratty pair of jeans and a t-shirt I don't know what I was doing or why I was dressed nice for work that day I may have had a client but she goes wow Katie you actually look like an adult today (gasps) (laughs) wow oh my god coming at you with the compliment (laughs) it's cool I love her I know I literally turned to her and said only you are allowed to say that (laughs) Can I tell you, I got the nickname Tina Fey. Really? <laughs> yeah. I do not know still if it's a compliment or an insult. It's an insult. It's an insult. <laughs> it's an insult wrapped in the package of a compliment. It's like Tina Fey is so, she's like accomplished so much. She's so funny. But do I want to look she, like Tina Fey? She looks like a middle-aged mom. That's she the thing. She lemon. Yes, she's awesome. But in regards to fashion, she looks like a middle-aged mom that has like triplets. They're still babies and like vomit on her and like. Wow. Like, thank you. I don't think I've ever thought of that. <laughs> you look like, like a young mom, Alex. <laughs> oh my God. An old with, mom. With, I look like an old mom. With <laughs> shit on your, on your shirt and stuff in your oh, hair. <laughs> Keep coming at me, guys. I love it. (laughs) Wait, okay. I know we don't have this in our notes, but can you just tell the story about the time that you went into the Hasidic Jews apartment? (laughs) Please tell that story. Go ahead. Tell it. Okay. It was a Saturday in the middle of summer, and I had biked down to Coney Island with some friends, and I'm about like a mile from home down in uh, South Williamsburg. By this time, it was technically after sundown. As you know, like you can't do work on Friday nights into Saturdays. Yeah, it's Shabbat. And I come to a stoplight and 
I hear something coming from the sidewalk and I turn and I look and I'm this guy is like, can you come in and turn the lights on for me in my house? And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I have my bike. What am I going to do with it? I didn't have like my lock with me. Also, like he was motioning towards a basement level apartment. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is how a horror movie starts. This is how people get abducted. Every bell and whistle in my mind was going off. Like, don't do this. Don't do this. This is a really bad idea. Oh my God, get to it. <laughs> I'm building it up. It's my story, dude. <laughs> When you told so, it to me last time, Katie, it took you like three sentences. <laughs> and of course, I made the decision to go and do it, obviously. And I was like, sure, give my bike to your child to watch. Of course, I'll go into your basement level apartment and turn the lights on for you. Now, it's important to note that I was wearing a white wife beater and gym shorts, and I had a helmet and sunglasses on. And I have short hair, so you probably couldn't see it. Anyways, I make it about five steps into what turned out to be like a men's like religious school <laughs> and all of a sudden he goes oh okay um we're good uh we got we got someone else to do it we got someone else to do it in like the five seconds that you've been down here and I was like well I'm all the way down here do you want me to like turn the lights on They're like, nope nope we're good we're good we're good it took you that long to realize I was a woman didn't you <laughs> yeah but if people don't know anything about Hasidic Jews it's that women cannot touch anything you can't touch a man because you might be unclean it's because you might be on your period mm -hmm. so like them inviting you into your into their like sanctuary to then go touching things would be horrible is that true though like the touching things? Yeah, men and women can't touch. They don't touch each other. Yeah. They can't touch. It's like an unclean thing. Children are fine, but once a girl has hit puberty, then no. Anyways, I was not clean. I definitely was not clean. I was smelly and sweaty <laughs> and gross, so I don't blame them, but that happened. That's a great story. Yeah, I know. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> Something that only happens in big cities and when you have short hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When you guys came to the city, did you guys like go through your, uh, I just came to the big city makeover? I definitely did when I came to New York. Did I like um. dress better? Yeah. Or what? You looked gayer is yeah. what you're going to say. No, like I mean, after I moved to New York City and I was here for like a month, my jeans got thinner and tighter and I had to go shop for new clothes and maybe better clothes. And like I really started paying way more attention to what people around me were wearing. Yeah, I did too when I moved. I don't know. I've never really lived in like a small town though. So maybe it wasn't as big of a deal. But New York fashion is like you're so aware when you don't look good in New York because everyone looks so good. I know. It sucks. Yeah. Like every time you're like, God damn. She looks good. And I'm wearing fucking sweatpants and a spaghetti strap. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of something horrible. <laughs> God. I actually judged someone on the sidewalk this morning. <laughs> this guy walked in front of me wearing Birkenstocks, navy sweatpants, black sweatshirt, and a maroon beanie. And I was just like, dude, it is a Tuesday morning. Where are you coming from at nine o'clock in the morning dressed oh, like that? God. <laughs> Some people just don't get it. But that would be me if I needed to run to the store at nine in the morning. Yeah, that's true. But it just wasn't today. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So we talked about Klexicon briefly on last week's episode, and we're not really going to talk that much about it now. It happened, you know, in March. But it just reminded us of this article we read about a month ago about 
Kristen Baker. Yeah, she's the uh, founder and CEO of Tello Films, which is a production company that makes and distributes web series with a lesbian focus. But what we wanted to talk about and what we found super interesting was that there's this pledge going around that everybody at Tello Films signed called the Lexa Pledge that encourages media creators to stop introducing LGBT characters into storylines as queer bait so they get the LGBT viewers and then they just like kill them off for shock value. Yeah. So I guess that happened on The 100, which I didn't watch because I hated that show, but I know you guys did if you want to explain what that's all about. Yeah, and quite literally when they killed this person off, that was the last episode I watched. You can say their names. So Okay, so the show The 100 is about a bunch of people who live... Uh, in a space station above Earth because Earth doesn't have um, air to breathe anymore. So it's like 100 years in the future. And then they drop a whole bunch of teenagers onto Earth because they think maybe there's some resources we could use. So anyway, the show goes on for a few seasons. The teenagers that dropped from the sky... Uh, survive and they find out that there have been people living on earth this whole time and so they find out this like tribe of people whose leader is this powerful warrior named Lexa and so the protagonist of the sky group of people that drop down is named Clark and she's also a woman and it turns out she's bisexual because she falls for Lexa and they have this crazy romance and then in fucking what season three Right when they finally get together, it's like eyes the entire time. And then right at the end, when they finally hook up, Lexa dies. Yep. It's next episode, right? Yep. So they, so Klexicon is a play on, on those two characters. And the Lexa contract is exactly that. They're not going to do what they did to Lexa. Work up this entire beautiful thing just to kill her off. She was a powerful big character, too. It wasn't just some side character. Yeah, and it's like, it doesn't matter if she's the side character or the main character, but it's like, it's so obvious that they just want that section of viewers, the LGBT kids in this case, to just like come, like give good ratings to this struggling show. And then it's like, they just totally screw us over all the time and I think it's great that people are just saying like you know what we're good like no thank you we're done with that like you're gonna actually have to do some real work and write actual narratives for people instead of just like it's like it's like saying and then it was all a dream you know right, it's that kind right. of writing but um this like uh in this interview that we're talking about um they mentioned Lost and Delirious and how for Kristen Baker, that was the movie that like really uh, struck a chord with her as far as like never wanting a movie to end like that ever again if she has control of it. Did you guys ever see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember this movie from like high school. This was like probably one of the first lesbian films I saw set at like a boarding school. And then the two girls fall in love with each other. And then the one commits suicide at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like so fucking sad. Why do so many of our movies like that end in heartbreak? It's not just that they're killing them off or they commit suicide to where the the queer character is goes away. It's that, you know, also they're killing them off by, you know, sending them away and getting a job somewhere or whatever. That character just goes away, not necessarily being killed, but it's like, they do away with them so that they just don't have to deal with that anymore. 
yeah it's like oh okay uh, we got those people thanks go away now like that still right that can still be counted in like a subcategory there so lost and delirious was one of the first movies i watched that like really struck a chord with me as in like oh my god like these girls are so cool like why do i think they're so cool and like i wish i was as hot as these girls and, and like i totally didn't know i was gay when i watched this movie i stumbled upon it it just happened to be a gay movie and i was like oh shit like this is fucking awesome like yes like I, you can't make this shit up like i always you know what i mean yeah <laughs> anyways so like i'm secretly watching this movie like in my house like being like is anybody else watching this this is so great anyways you know i loved that movie and for like years i was like oh man that's like one of my favorites but like how fucked up is it that a movie about these two girls falling in love and then like one of them committing suicide because like society can't handle it how fucked up is it that i idolized that movie for so long we all did it's because the only content we really had growing up was just like every little bit we could get and it usually ended badly but That's now true. the kids today have so many more options like below her mouth <laughs> <laughs> That has a happy ending. <laughs> it has many happy endings. <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, Wait, I didn't mean that. Ba-dum-ch. Cha-ching. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you're right, though. Like, kids today, which I think is why this whole um, Clexicon and Lexa Pledge thing even happened, is that kids today are just, like, so much more outspoken. Like, it's it's starting younger and younger, too, like, the whole like being cool with like LGBT stuff. Um, so they're just like, um, no, we're not going to take that. And uh, if you want me to watch your show, like you can't do that. So good on good on those youngins out there. <laughs> Katie, you sound like an old ass lady. <laughs> so I am th- 23 years old. So I am super old and like just moments away from death. So I can say shit like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so wait. So since you're so old, Katie, tell us about your struggle about finding good lesbian reading. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, Oh, my God. Back to the book club. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Back to the book club. Lauren's over there like, I'll just get up now. Don't and- fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing all this hard work for you, Lauren, so we can pass good books on to you. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Okay, good. <laughs> Say thank you, Lauren. I, I think Anyways. I've read like one good lesbian book that you guys have given me. What was it? The Price of Salt. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Price of Salt. So I was trying to find a book to read and I'm like on Goodreads and Amazon and like I wanted to read a lesbian themed book and you know, it's such hard work. It's like I feel like every time I go to try to find like a book to read with like a lesbian character in it it's like well um and so i didn't find anything so i just ended up buying like these two books about one about a uruguay rugby team that uh, <laughs> was playing crashes in the andes and it's cannibalism is oh, that how yeah. you say that but hey i think they made a movie about that didn't they they might have um which might have been why it was on my list but i was just like so fed up with like not being able to find a good book that I was like, you know what? I'm just buying this other book. It sounds really interesting. I'll just read this. 
But it's isn't it frustrating, Alex? Oh my god! Like, yeah, I actually just had this problem the other day. So I was reading, I don't remember, Autostraddle or something, and came across an article about this woman who wrote a book about her about her wife. They're now married, but they met in a sorority when they were in college. So it was like about that story, and that was kind of interesting to me because I was in a sorority. So I was like looking online, and I was like, let me just find this book and it turns out you can only get it on Amazon as like a fucking Kindle thing and I was like ugh I don't want a Kindle thing so then I'm just scrolling around the suggested ones and so I find this one that's about like the New York City ballet and it's like some lesbian thing and I'm like okay I'll be like I've, I've seen it before and like I, I knew it wasn't going to be great but I was like well I'm desperate this time so I, I bought it and so it, it arrives a couple of days later and I, I'm reading it and I'm about 20 pages in and I'm like god damn the writing is bad like the like, I get that the whole reason why I'm reading it is for like the the lesbian encounter, but I can't get through it. It's like when you read these really good novels and then you read some lesbian trash novel right after. It's just like painful. Why can't we have good books? Yeah, like seriously, it's not, they're very it can't rare. Be that hard. <laughs> just write a book. It can't be that hard. I know, Katie. Can you just write a book, please? My book would be so funny. <laughs> What I would, would it read be? it a million times, I'm sure. Bestsellers list. <laughs> the 1,000th reason why I'm 25 years old and single. <laughs> yeah. That's what it would be That's called. a catchy title. Yeah. Um, You'll get that stamp. Yeah, they're just going to give me the advance now. They're not even going to read the book. They're like, you know what? Title's got it all. <laughs> For real, though, like I know part of the reason why I want it to be a lesbian book is for the sex scenes, but I will take, I will just take a book about lesbians that's well written that like raise a child and like move to Park Slope. Like as long as it's well written. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh my God. We are desperate. We are so but desperate. That, that also reminds me of what that Kristen Baker said in that interview, Alex, about making content. She said, uh, you know, you just have to get like your friends together and other artists and just make content, whether it's good or bad, like you'll learn from it. Oh, good. That's the entire again. basis of this show. We don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. We are just we're just putting content out there and hopefully people <laughs> relate to it somehow. I just really want a lesbian sci fi novel. Oh, yeah. Because sci fi has got to be one. There's got to be one. There has to be one. But is it good? That's the question. You want it to be well written. Yeah, of course. Okay, we will get back to you guys. We're going to do research about this. I feel like this has to exist. And real quick, if you know it exists, tell us. Yeah, don't hold out on us. us. You know how to reach (laughs) us. You know how to reach us on the DM. I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, enough about books. Nobody cares about books. We care about sports. Oh, God. All right, so this past weekend, I watched so much soccer or football, depending on what side of the ocean you live on. And one of the biggest matches of the weekend was the Lyon Man City Women's Champions League match that happened on Saturday. Lyon beat Man City 3-1. to one. It was, They were like the heavy, heavy favorites. The first goal for Leon came on a Carly Lloyd handball in the sixth minute, which Saki Kumagai converted for the first point. And then like a few minutes later, Kosovari Islani tied the score for Man City. 
But then, like, my girlfriend slash soon-to-be wife, Jennifer Marajan, scored, and then um, She's we're working of- on it. I don't know German yet. We're working on it. Keep going. <laughs> okay. And then um, in the second half, Eugenie Le Samer uh, subbed on for Alex Morgan and then scored the third goal. So um, they gave an ass-whooping to Man City. But um, what I wanted to talk about was how Lyon is just stacked with, like, really freaking awesome soccer players from around the world. Like, Le Sommer came off the bench. Like, if you don't know who she is, she's a starter for, like, the French uh, women's soccer team. Super talented. Like, when you're subbing Alex Morgan off halfway through the game to put on someone else who's, like, just as talented, that's saying something about your bench. I mean, imagine having four Martas on the bench. I mean, probably I, I, I would go as far as to say that she's the best female soccer player in the world. Or you have five Michael Jordans on the okay, on there, the court. For people that don't know women's <laughs> soccer. Uh, good translation. Good translation. <laughs> Sub note. Uh, Marta just made her debut for Orlando Pride this past weekend. Oh, my God. Alex and I got to go to that game, and <gasps> it was amazing wait every time marta got the ball the crowd went absolutely nuts and i have to say something so funny so we if you follow us on instagram you probably saw all of lauren's stories anyway about um the event but anyway marta comes on the field and so of course the entire stadium goes wild (laughs) wild everyone's cheering i think we cheered for like 10 minutes straight because she was on the field and then about 30 minutes later we get a, We were happened to be looking at the screen and noticed that the opposite team got a goal, and we we're like, "What? <laughs> when? When did they get a goal?" Yeah. And then we texted Katie because, of course, Katie was watching on TV, and we're like, "Katie, uh, when did the Washington Spirit score?" And she was like, "What?" And we we're like, "Uh, when did they score? We don't know." <laughs> We've been cheering for ten minutes, and Katie was like, "Right after Marta went on the field," and we we're like, "Wow, we didn't even see it." Yeah. The crowd was erupted in cheers. 60 seconds later. Wow. That's crazy. And my reaction was, you're at the game. (laughs) I know. We didn't even fucking see it. I'm sorry, dude. The the energy, the atmosphere was just so hype. Like, obviously, like, we didn't see it because all this crazy shit was happening. Marta was on the field, and it was our uh, home opener. And we were back with our people. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was so much. Fun. I don't know if you guys know this, but I slapped Marta's hand once. <gasps> Where? Um, maybe ten years ago. She probably like still remembers, ago. Katie. She probably still remembers. <laughs> I just have to say that her hands are so soft. It was shocking how soft and genteel her hands were <laughs> when she slapped and slash caressed it. <laughs> oh my god! Enough about Anyways. Marta. What else you got on sports? Um. So. Uh, our fellow out lesbian, Lori Lightning Lindsay, a former U.S. women's national teamer, uh, was added to the Washington Spirit coaching staff. What? How did wow. I not know about that? We didn't hear about that. Yeah, it happened yesterday <gasps> slash maybe this morning. Wow. I don't know. Time is weird. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. So what is the- so so what is she doing on the on the team? For the team. She's going to be the strength and conditioning uh, director slash assistant coach for the Development Academy. Totally makes sense. Because. Yes. Because she's so badass. Yes. Do you watch any of her workout videos on Instagram? I am. 
I'm on her mailing list. <laughs> oh my god! Are you serious? Oh my god! I uh, thought you were such a Lightning uh, fan. I am on her mailing list, so I get emails at like what, like every week of like check-ins and stuff, and it makes me feel special because it's like oh, she cares about me. Oh my gosh! How did I not even know that she had a mailing list? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, okay, so moving on. I don't really follow women's professional softball, but we're lesbians, so I feel obligated to mention that they had their draft last uh, night for the National Pro Fast Pitch League, and uh, Jessica Burroughs out of Florida State was drafted number one overall. Good luck to you, USSA Pride, who drafted Jessica. I That's all I know about that league, which is surprising because softball was my main sport in high school. Can I just say something? That yes. whole thing just made me feel like a bad lesbian slash woman because I didn't know that there was a professional fast pitch league. There are literally only four teams. Okay. Oh, really? I, I didn't know either, but I wasn't going to say. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I support all women's athletic leagues, so that's why I wanted to make sure I got that in. Well, thank I you for adding that. Good. And I learned something, so. If you guys are into softball, go try to find shit out about those games. Because we're not going to tell you anything more. <laughs> Probably not, no. I'll tell you who won the championship if we still have a show when that happens. <laughs> yeah, actually, now's a good time to say it's episode 11, so we already mentioned that we're wrapping up season one on the next episode, so that'll be it for you with Typical Amateurs. If you want to hear us back season two, you got to beg us. Please beg us. Please beg us. Okay, okay. You guys just lost the game. (laughs) I feel like we're forgetting something, though. Something really important I should have talked about in Sports Corner. (gasps) I fucking know. Okay, okay, I remember now. You're right. You're right. It's about Sue Bird and how she had a knee scope. And she's going to be out for a few weeks. Nope, that's not it. Yeah, that's That's horrible. But what else is it? What else is it? What else is it? Oh, is there something else I should mention about Super? What's the update? I... Roberto? <laughs> we have a Roberto update. Da 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 da. Okay. Oh, sorry, so... let me re-say that. Roberto? Roberto. Roberto, we have shipped them. If you have been following Typical Amateurs for more than 2 seconds, you know that I am obsessed with Suebird and Megan Rapino's possible relationship. And I said that if I ever see Sue Bird at a Seattle Rain game or Megan Rapino at a Seattle Storm game, then I will be officially shipping them. And, and Sue Bird posted a photo at Memorial Stadium this past weekend, and I have dubbed them Roberto. <laughs> you heard it here first. I am so sorry. The official ship. We all ship them, of course. I'm going to go post a photo immediately. We are so sorry to be busting into your personal lives. It's none of our business, but we're not sorry. We're not sorry. We but love again, talking about again. it. I'm th- 21 years old and single, and this is this makes me really happy. Yay, Roberto! We love you guys. We're so happy that a gorgeous, amazing soccer player and a gorgeous, amazing basketball player are one. They are one. Amen. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's going to end us on episode 11. Lauren wants to say something. No, Thanks. someone could just like write me that uh, that lesbian sci-fi novel. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. If you're a writer, write it. And we'll read it on the show. So it better be good. If it's I not can good. pay you in beer and pizza. 
Yeah, we'll give you beer, pizza, and we'll have you on the show, so. That's what 30-year-olds do. They pay people in beer and pizza. And what 28-year-olds do is just talk about it. (laughs) All right, (laughs) thanks for listening to the show. This is Typical Amateurs, and we'll see you next week. Oh, wait, one more thing. Have you ever thought, what podcast should I listen to? Us. You should listen to us. Seriously, go subscribe to us on iTunes. If you don't like iTunes or you don't have an iPhone, you can listen to us through the SoundCloud app. To stay updated, go follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Typical Amateurs. And if you need to reach us, you can hit us on the DM. Intro and outro music is Answering M by SRO, used under an attribution share-alike license. You can find more by SRO at the Free Music Archive. Original closing music is composed and performed by Nick Belay. Our graphics were beautifully designed by Tiffany Slagle. Of course, this show was produced, recorded, and edited by three typical amateurs. Boopity boopity boop boop. I forgot how we're starting this. Are you talking about smoking weed? The fuck? What was that? I feel like I'm in another world now. What was that? We went through a A wormhole? A west world? (laughs) We're in west world. Woodworm? <laughs> Woodworm? <laughs> Wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Three, two, one. Well, we're, nope. <laughs> no. I was going to well, say, well, we're in week 11. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> this is a great time for it all to fall apart. <laughs> no, fuck it. We gotta, that, that's going to be in the bloopers. We made it almost there. Yeah. And on that, uh, what did I say? And on that, no, let's go. <laughs> And on that note, let's get to the show. This is tip. And on that note, this is typical amateurs. Let's get to the show. Open your mouth. <laughs> okay, just go on, go on with your bad self, Katie. <laughs> so okay. sorry. This is gold. Are we let's still are gold. we still bleeping where you wrote where you said thirty? Yes. yes. <laughs> Twenty eight. No, that's bad. That was great. No, that was good. Twelve. <laughs> not that young like 15 a- no okay last one 29 which is what we're not even going to use because that's too close to your real age okay yeah just forget <laughs> it yeah that's good